Bringing you now the number two Charles Sabrage episode. The continuation and conclusion of the Flower Power Saga. One that to our joy contains murder, lies, and poisoned dysentery medicine. Something happened on this one, folks, and that something is... Is that Chris is still trying to figure out how microphones work. So for the first 15, it kind of sounds like he's reporting live from your local fish tank. If it bugs you too much, skip it. We made this one super special and two hours long anyway. It's a good one. Like he's one of the family. Charles in charge of our days and our nights. Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights. And I see I want, I want Charles in charge of me. I have one question for you. On this very special a second part episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. You mean the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the murders? Is this what you speak of? That's not my question. My, Christmas episode? My, my, this is, hopefully, if I'm not um, just, just so tired that I wish I were dead, going to be released on Christmas Day. But... My question for you, Chris, is, before we started the show tonight, did you make sure that you were looking Thep? That I was looking Thep? Thep, man. Looking Thep. The fuck does that mean? Wow. The fuck does that mean? It's not even just a reference from our show. It's a reference from our show from one of your episodes. Look Thep. What? Oh my god damn you. Oh. Oh, okay. It took a second. Okay. That took a yeah, minute and 12 seconds. Uh, I'm uh, Yeah, well, I generally tend to try to look as tough as possible. Pretty much all. You know what? There's no making up for it now, Chris. There's no making up for it now. You know what you just proved to America at large or at very small is that um Maybe marijuana is detrimental to your memory. I thought I had proven something more along the lines of that we've officially done enough episodes for me to have forgotten old ones that we've already done. I remember every single episode, Chris. To that kind of detail, really? Um, to the the inside joke details that I can sometimes call back to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not from like the first four or five, but after that, yeah, I got it. Interesting. Because we've been doing this shit for over a year now. Um, matter of fact, I think that just now, just at this very point in the year, is where our show as our show really fucking started to kick off and became what it is today and is very fun to do with you, my good buddy. Christopher Reeves. Oh, very Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we not? Wait, we're not supposed to say that anymore. Satan bless us, everyone. That's right. That's mm. right. Bless us with the tip of your pitchfork, and the bottom of your your cloven hooves, and maybe even with the tip of that bifurcated snake tongue that you hide in that 
beautiful Brad Pittian jaw of yours. Just a tear. Oh, man. Just a tear. So hopefully, uh, by the time this comes out, uh, my, my, my Christmas Eve present again episode will have already come out and made at least a few of you vomit. Um, cause, uh, I'm, I say hopefully because none of it's done yet. Well, a lot of it's done. It's just not done. So whatever. You know what, Chris? It should be interesting. You know what? Today, we're going to fucking jump into the goddamn episode now. Go, Chris. Yeah, man. We got a lot to cover. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a decent chunk. Would you say um, it's, it's like a, like a hippie trails worth to cover or? It's, it's actually more than a hippie trails worth to cover because fun stuff happened after he was arrested and in prison for fucking 20 years. Man. So. Well, see, now you're just a spoiler alert because nah. just, man. It, it, it just means that, that his arrest is the end of the story. It's all that really means. Ah, so, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's jump into it. Uh just as a quickie brief overview of uh, the crimes we already spoke about, um, which isn't much or many. Um, oh, no, no, no. This was all ni- petty shit. Yeah, in uh, 1960, um, when he was 16, he started stealing. Uh, and in 63, at age 19, he received his first jail sentence. Uh, for burglary and was sentenced to three years at uh, some French shit. I'm assuming it says Poissy. Poisson? Poissy? Yes, Poissy. he was imprisoned Prison. at Croissant. Yeah, near, pra- near Paris. No, yeah, see, it's not all. It's, it's E. It's a, it's a Y. I don't uh, care. It's Poissy. French. Prison mm. near Paris. So, it's kind of rough prison, but no... No, nothing is really rough for this guy the way he is, and then how right. calculated it. You know, you know, like I, I heard, I heard blah, that it blah, didn't blah. even phase him that they didn't have Grey Poupon. They probably, no, they probably did at that prison actually. And the fact that they they served white wine with red meat, it's like, come on now, we're in prison, we're not fucking animals. Yeah, we're not. I, I mean, actually, they probably didn't have yellow mustard. Mm. I think that that is have. that is the Frenchman's hell is is just American yellow mustard and hot dogs. Yep, three probably. times a day, just yeah. like the best, like something that we would be like mouth watering over at a barbecue. Just like, oh my god, I want to eat that fucking hot dog so bad. And they're like, what I is mean, this shit? Is that really what bologna is, though? It's just like a, a hot dog so big you, you have to slice it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Or hot dogs are just rolled up bologna. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking deep inside the pig intestine on this episode. Icky. So, while in this prison in Paris... Uh, that's where he starts to pick up some skills of manipulation and, uh, and uh, you know, just the, the calculated way he realized how to deal with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he tried to, he started to get himself into positions of, um, 
assistance or or just knowing the prison officials, so he would gain favors ah, from them. Ah, got you, got you, got you. Uh, so doing things for them. So he's like Andy Dufresne and doing or, taxes in uh, in Shawshank. Right, and it, right, right, right. And at this early age, that's that's basically how he started picking it up. It wasn't until later that we'll get into some of the other stuff he started doing. Right, right. Because um, what if what is prison if not a training ground to become a better criminal? We've uh, talked about it a bunch and we've seen it probably in documentaries even more and uh, probably even are related to some people who have taken the jailhouse diploma route um man you just gotta want it you know basically basically yeah and and, you know you can prove it once you actually do get out and put your plans to to use, which I don't know, he definitely did. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people, some people, we're not going to go into that. But um, mm-hmm. so yeah, he, he gained favors like being able to cook, keep books in his cell, and, and just mm-hmm. little stuff like that when and, he was younger. And surprisingly, um, even though they didn't have Grey Poupon, he gained five pounds. They called it they called it the Freshman Five, five because I don't know uh, what five is in French. So. Mm. Me neither. Mm. Me neither. No, it doesn't un, matter. Un, deux, so, trois, and then it's all gibberish to me. Cat, something, something, something. Mm-mm. Something. Don't care. Some other stuff. Mm-mm. Nah. Might as well be French-Canadian. Uh, <laughs> so, in uh, 69, when he was 25, Woo-hoo! he was paroled. Uh, so, while he was in there, he met this dude uh, who was assisting the officers like he wasn't a cop at the jail at okay itself he was just but he wasn't he, was a, he wasn't an inmate here almost then. okay right 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 right, right. so uh, so this guy's name was Felix Diascon. Um and he made friends with him and made a deal with him of sorts, and on the outside, when he was finally paroled, like I said, when he was 29, uh, 25, in 1969, he uh, he moved in with Felix, and Felix... Uh-huh. It's a real odd couple situation we got going on here. We got, uh, you know, Felix, who's the, the clean and tidy one, and then we have uh, the serpent, who is a murdering asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, but Felix gets better, though, because Felix the one who introduces him not only to high society because of his connections in, in you know who he does jobs for right but also more training for uh, you know street living because of the fact that he doesn't Felix doesn't actually live with the rich people he just does jobs for them right he so, lives under the bridge downtown well, basically, so the way the way that it worked out is that Charles got to to learn, and because he spoke French and all that kind of shit, he was able to, to schmooze with the with the richies and fucking learn how to steal shit and steal drugs and all this other kind of shit with the uh, with the, with the streets. I mean, what so, everybody did when we were twenty five. Come on now. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so 
So yeah, during those times, um, you know, he's doing the burglaring and he's doing the this and the that. And he was schmoozing the women's. And, uh, Can I just you know, say real quick that I my, one of my favorite things on the show is when you devolve into an old Jewish man. Like I love it. <laughs> That has nothing to do with the show. I, that's just a personal comment from from the real life Jason to the real life Chris. That's just it's the best every time. Thank you. He said he's Jewish. I needed it. Why is he gotta be Jewish? Uh, because it was a stereotypically old Jewish man voice you were doing. You weren't <laughs> doing so. You weren't doing a, a I don't know a teenage girl from Kenya. That was very very very. Um, his name was Saul, and he he used to he used to run a diamond exchange, but uh, his his heart couldn't take all of the uh, the excitement of the fast paced world of, of Hebrew diamonding. So he, he gave the, he gave the business to his son, uh, who yes, his world out there. His son's name is Smurl. Is that a that's a Jewish name, right? Shmurl. Ezra. Ezra. Mm, I like yours better. Let's go with Ezra. But Ezra, he caught the cancer in his in his in his ball sack, and uh, he was just yeah. never the same man after that. His his wife left him, and then his kids. Oh God, his kids. There's one that that started stealing cars, and then he went to to jail and met this guy named Felix, and now he's 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 uh, rubbing elbows with with high society now. Now he's over here doing podcasts. Hmm? Hey man. Oh, okay. No, that's right. That's me. Yeah. I was about to be like, who the fuck you doing a show with? Fuck. So, yeah. And now that we've met Saul. Uh huh. Anyway, you know, you really know how to throw me off. Uh huh. So, anyway, during that whole. Shiza and him doing his whole thing. Raina, I need you to calm it down. Cut out your business. You keep messing with that damn cord, rubbing your face on it, and then making noise in the microphone. You had to shoot the microphone to do that, huh? That's what you had to do. Cats love microphones, man. And the second that you don't let them have access to that microphone, they will start pushing shit off of your dresser very loudly. It's just exactly what it is they know is going to mess with you with what you're yeah. doing. I'm it's not like, even touching a damn yeah. microphone, but she went for the one thing that could fuck with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Why is daddy's voice going in there? What's in there? I bet it's mice. Let me just rub on this right here, which is going to touch that, which is going to touch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it was during that time, for the third time I said, uh, that he met this young uh, French chick named Chantal. Chantal was the daughter of a, what's uh, considered at the time, I suppose, to be a conservative Parisian family. Okay. And they fell in hearts with each other. Isn't he married? Cut that shit out. Wow, man. Stop being a turd. You're telling Raina to calm the fuck down. She's saying, <laughs> you have got to pick it up. 
So wasn't he already married? Yes, he. He's only he's only twenty five or twenty six at the time. No, he hasn't been married yet. I thought we talked about a wife on the last episode because he took her somewhere. But okay, maybe this is that lady. We mentioned that he was going to be. Oh, I don't think that's what happened. But continue. Continue looking thep, Chris. Your face hole. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> It was funny that on the night he proposed to Chantal, he was arrested for evading the police in a stolen car and sent back to the same prison for another eight months. <laughs> you know, I think for the first time ever on the show, when you said when you when you previewed uh, your your next sentence with, and it's really funny that it was actually fucking funny this time. Like that was good. That's that is fucking irony. That is good, and I love it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. So, uh, yeah, he went back for another eight months for car theft, uh, upon which she waited for him. Aw. See, that's a, that's a true wife, and it's one that he knows he'll have to dump when he gets out because, man, you can't just be having <laughs> that shit hanging on all the time. Ugh. No, no, no. She holds it down. She holds it down for a good little bit. So as soon as he gets released, they marry. Uh, soon, uh, shortly thereafter, she gets pregnant. But uh, they start worrying about uh, the French authorities uh, still checking them out and, you know, <clears throat> watching um, them. I mean, did, like that cause I mean, does it like quit being does, a turd? Yeah, I was about to say, d- does it cross his mind to maybe like stop doing stuff that they would watch him for? Or is he like afraid that they're like some kind of weird, like roving dancing street gang that's going to fucking challenge him to a goddamn knife fight dance off? Oh, that would have been so much better. But no, that he, he was continuing his dastardly deeds upon, mm-hmm. you know, in the streets and such. Well, Lee Chantel is like all about you know uh, i stand by my man and shit like that with her fucking yeah, no no she's good her goddamn wife beat her on with she's... no bra on under it and fucking wear a bra lady gross she's good for now so so they decide to jet and they leave france for asia and using false travel documents of mm-hmm. course you know because he's a thief and such right 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 <clears throat> uh, you can't be having a name they that literally started, anyone could have because it's not your real name going around. <clears throat> right. So they, uh, yeah, so they, they leave France uh, and travel across Eastern Europe, um, befriending, befriending travelers and uh, then robbing them. And Indeed. Looking it to the next location. Indeed. Introducing so himself him the wife. whole time. Hello, I am Scott Bale. <laughs> Scott Bayo and uh, yeah, probably a few of the other '80s child stars. I'm She's sure Joni. I'm Chachi, once. and uh, <laughs> Joni loves Chachi. Now, hand over your passport and wallet. I am the little dude from Fantasy Island. I don't know his name, but he's um, the, the little dude. Yeah, the the plain guy. Yeah, I get his it. His name was Tattoo, but his name was that. Tattoo. Which really. Really, Fantasy Island producers? Tattoo? Tattoo. Mm. <laughs> like he's a goddamn so pet. Anyway. He's, not, he's not a pet, he's a person. 
This yeah. all happened yeah, it in did. one year. Holy shit. Yeah, so 1970, they finally made it to Mumbai, India. Which is now Bombay. Chantal gave birth to their daughter. Mm-hmm. Is now Bombay, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or the other so, way around. I don't remember. Maybe Bombay was when the British were there, and now it's Mumbai. I think that's actually probably what it was. I think that's how it is. I do know that uh, Istanbul so, was Constantinople. Thank you. They might yes, be giants. I've heard that on several occasions. Mm-hmm. I have heard that. Uh, so they 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 tried to settle down there for a little while in Mumbai, um, <laughs> for the child's sake. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And on the surface, they made good impressions with their neighbors and such. Uh, the fact that you say However, on the surface uh, worries me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I guess amongst the Indian expat community is, is what this is saying more specifically so that they can fuck with travelers. They can be around where the tourists will be and stuff right. like that. Right, right. So, no, that that was only short-lived because then he turned back to running a car theft and smuggling enterprise. Well, you know, and you it's... you do what you love, and that way you never work a day in your life. <laughs> That's what they say. I, I still, I'm still trying to trying to figure that out and get to that point because that sounds really good. Um, <laughs> hadn't figured it out yet though. So, but instead of you know using the profits for something positive for his family. It says he put them into his newfound hobby of gambling. Sweet. What a great dad. That is the type of dad that I long to avoid being. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good, that's a good thing to aspire from. Yeah. See, I don't want to gamble. I want to run the cockfights. That way, people got to gamble on my game. Yeah, see, I think that's the better way. The house always gets cut. That's the way. You got to be the house. Mm -hmm. Be the house. That's right. Brick. So, this all happened in Mumbai up to this point. uh, One more year. All right. Yeah, that that took a little while. Sorry. (laughs) I had to get it out. It was hurting hurting me. (laughs) (laughs) You're awful. In December of 71, uh, the couple fled to Kabul, Afghanistan, um, where they stayed for a while at the Intercontinental Hotel. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. apparently, once they fled there, they didn't pay the bill. Um, Mm -mm. And that's what started... Desert Storm. Maybe because it was there that he made contacts for illegal gun smuggling, mm-hmm. moving weapons from Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> into India. And the weapons from Afghanistan the were, were the ones we gave the Afghanis. See, so now they're in India. Mm-hmm. Thanks to this fucking guy. You ain't killing he no hasn't Russians there. Any nicknames yet. Really? No. Nope. Not nope. a single one. Nope. Not, not even like, I don't know. Like, who's the boss? Maybe. I mean, they may call him Tony. 
Okay. Something like that. I don't know. This is literally no, that's no, the nothing. last Scott Bayo show that I even know the name of. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Okay, go. Scott Bayo was not in Cheers. What are you sure? What are you talking about? Well, what the shit? Why did you go along with Joni Love Chachi? <laughs> no, I said Tony. Like, I just chose a fucking random common Italian name. Have you forgot that I. We talked. Never mind. Go, please. No, no more, I know no more callbacks for Chris. <laughs> you're a shit burger. We talked about Scott Bayo. I remember that. Yes, I don't. I don't know all the shows that he's been in or what his characters' names were. I just chose a random Italian name. It's now the boss. Me explain my joke. It's the boss. And it wasn't even funny in the first place, but now it's really not funny. Come on, Angela. <laughs> not even him. <laughs> But yes, his name, his character's name was Tony. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not even Scott Bayo. I've it's been awake for Italian. so long. I've been awake for so long, Chris. <laughs> it's just another Italian. <laughs> oh, please continue, please. I'm, I am very interested in in the snake story. All right. Like I said, at this point, he has not yet earned a nickname throughout the the press, nor the uh, you know criminal community, no, nor through the cops, no nothing mm-hmm. yet. So, with doing the whole gun smuggling scenario, he moved to Pakistan, mm-hmm. where in uh, a place called Rawalpindi. Okay. He stole a car mm-hmm. by drugging the driver, which they say this is his first murder. Oh. Um, even though this isn't the one, this isn't the, the first one that, that the uh, the media covered. Right, or, right, right. Or anything like this that. Is, this was just his the, first dipping of his toe into the, the murder pool. Right, 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 right. So, and, and now see, this is where you got to read a couple of different of the articles too this is one of the spots where i'll throw in there that that there's some other shit going on that's a little harder to find Mm -hmm. so he it says he stole a car by drugging the driver who Mm -hmm. died from poisoning okay so then did did he poison the driver yeah yeah no he definitely did that what it was more along the lines was that this guy was part of a deal that he had going on. Oh, okay. And instead of going through with his portion of it properly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he just jacked the whole thing. Oh, man. By, what by a f- drugging the dude. What a frog in the grass. Right. Now, the thing was, this, like you said, this is dipping a toe. Now, this wasn't dipping a toe into murder, though. <clears throat> That's the thing about him. It's not about the murder. Right. This right. was dipping a toe into him messing around with the drugs. It, it's it's about monetary had. gain. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But but him testing like dosages and what types of drugs do mm. what and this and that. It's not him using the drugs that he's selling. And at this point, I believe that that's pretty much what he's doing. Is that he's he like where he's getting shit from? He's mixing street drugs oh. with pharmaceutical drugs mm-hmm. and trying to make concoctions that basically uh, suit his needs at the time. Right. You get a little bit and of smack, you get a little point, PCP, you get a little bit, little bit of crank, you get maybe, maybe just a tiny bit of that 
bit of hard glass, and then you just, woo, boy, you got you a car. Mm, yeah, probably that, that might work, but 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 in this case, more along the lines of, I think he just wanted to knock this guy out so he could steal yeah. the car and and the, whatever was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wound up killing him. Yeah, that's that's, so that's always why sad. They don't call it his first. Yeah. yeah, he should have just taken one of those guns he was smuggling out of his butt and just been like, "Hey, get out of the car." Yeah, but he wasn't a killer like that, though. I mean, you didn't have to kill. You can just maim. You can you can cripple. You can. But, but if that guy doesn't disfigure. back down, you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but he wasn't like that. He wasn't. He mm-hmm. wasn't the violent one. He was a gentle so, giant. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, around this same time, uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. he was also running a curio shop in <laughs> Bangkok. Um, with the under the basically to lure tourists in that's weird because uh, i was gonna say that you and i should allegedly run a curio shop in bangkok that's actually not a terrible idea though it, it's not though what kind of curios would we carry chris would they be like like little little like uh little holland girl like little statuettes that say cute things and they have big eyes and and stuff like that no Oh, well then I'm out. No man, since this is your show, whatever man, you pay the rent. Well, you asked. You asked. I said no. It doesn't have to be my show. Just not that. I don't know. I don't. I don't even really know what a curio is. It's so. little knickknacks and such, like uh, like you know what That's you would put inside a curio cabinet. Yeah, that sounds like some rich white people shit. It is very middle-class white people shit because rich white people have money to buy actual art instead of fucking Uh stupid knickknacks. Oh, okay. So I didn't have money for that either. (laughs) Mm, Who does? We didn't didn't do that. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. That's that's a good question. So, so yeah, the curio shop was, was basically in the touristy areas so that he could lure... The westerners in and, and this whole time also he's got disdain for westerners all, all the way around he's he's just an angry person about I, the I am honestly with him there mm-hmm. I'm with him about the whole planet but not just westerners Chris you and anyway. I both know that white people suck well yeah I know but I mean every people not just white people like all people suck that's not exclusively true. I mean, what about people that ain't ain't been born with a mouth? <laughs> You're terrible, and you're wasting time. Um, <clears throat> so, in 1973, he committed an armed robbery at a jewelry store in a place called Hotel Ashoka in Delhi. Oh no, he Saul! Did... What? You're the old Jewish man from earlier, Saul. Ashoka? When I said Ashoka, what the hell? Oh my god. A, a, what did um, I say armed, that sounded uh, anything uh, like him? Armed robbery at a jewelry store, never mind. 
I will literally never call back anything ever again. <laughs> God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to leave it at, swinging. oh, no, Saul. You're just swinging, and I'm, I'm not even throwing them. <laughs> when do you ever? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so he was arrested and thrown back in prison. Um, and at that time, they confiscated from him, it says, a number of revolvers, rifles, and other weapons. So he kind of had a small arsenal. He had been smuggling them for so long moving. that he uh, he just knew how to Tetris them up there. He knew which ones he wanted to have on him at all times. Mm-hmm. So after a little while in prison, he uh, this is this is where he starts getting interesting. He uh, he claimed he had appendicitis, faking it obviously, <clears throat> and um, when he was in the room or whatever. He saw an opportunity and slipped on out. Now, it doesn't say uh, exactly this time exactly how he did it. I, I want to say it's something else that I saw of him this time. He was able to... I think he was actually able to catch just catch somebody slipping all the way around. Wow. As it, was a, it was, yeah, and just slipped out right behind him. I like to imagine that he just he got up and was like, "Hey guys, you know what? I think I'm feeling better. I, no, I'll I'll walk back to uh to the jail. Um, you know, you guys are great doctors and nurses. Uh, don't change a thing. And yep, no, yeah, you get a high five. Sure, why not? Uh, no, I don't hug. Thank you very much. You should yeah take a step back. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Bye. And he just walks out. So. So it was almost that cool. It was actually uh, during a blackout. As um, at that time, hmm. there was a uh, an India, the the India Bangladesh war going on. So a hmm. blackout happened, and he he pounced. He saw his opportunity and slipped out. Indeed. So, so it was it was more a he, uh, an escape of of circumstance than than anything like do you think he i mean i'm sure he had it in his head to escape from the beginning but do you think that was his full intention was like i'm gonna go to the hospital and i'm getting the fuck out of here well yeah that that was that was the whole thing that's why Mm -hmm. he faked appendicitis but he didn't know blackout was gonna happen and all Mm -hmm. that kind of shit that was just just made it easier funny happenstance yeah Mm -hmm. so god works in mysterious ways oh god so they say uh they go back on the run, uh, even though he was caught shortly thereafter and put back in prison, where he hmm. managed to borrow some money from his brother mm-hmm. um, for bail, and right. then they fled India for back to Afghanistan. Hmm. When Afghanistan's so, your safe haven for you and your family, um, you're making great choices, is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so back in Kabul, um, they immediately began robbing tourists again so on the hippie trail because Kabul is one of the main stopping points. His for... wife is is uh, is helping him the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she was so the whole time. 
They're 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 a team. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. I I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly seen it as a buddy cop movie till now. Well, yeah, because he always needs a woman around because as smooth even as smooth as he is, sometimes he needs that extra, you know, a vagina. Yeah, point. we get it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, to to help to, to help in. to help horny men want to have sex with his wife so he can steal from them. We get it. Yeah, nobody nobody sees that coming. Nobody. <laughs> Not <laughs> Sorry. Um words words get me. No, uh what because you, do with you? you know why you wouldn't is because uh there's that fucking there's three simple words that he can say that will put any dude at ease, even if he and his wife walk in into the bar or whatever together to, to you know, to roll this sucker. And that is, she's my sister. Done. Sister. Now you are there by their side the entire night because, I mean, this is Afghanistan in the 70s. You can't just be leaving an unaccompanied uh, French woman. In, in a bar with some strange westerner. Hmm. People get stoned for less than that, Chris. Just like you did before yeah, the show. I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, I was I was talking about the actual couple angle. Nobody oh. ever sees well nobody ever sees a woman generally setting out to be uh, a Violent or non-violent. Um, <clears throat> That's weird. The the lady you told me about trying to get into Yell's truck, I'm pretty sure sounded not too safe. Uh, agreed, agreed. But but still, I mean, I I wouldn't. Have, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you just in in history of mm-hmm. the couples that we'll talk about eventually. Mm-hmm. You just the the victims you don't never sus- see. You don't the suspect woman. a couple because yeah, there's sa- there's safety and normalcy in that. When you see just a man and, yeah, and he's trying to smooth talking, woman. you see that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So oh, yeah. She was pregnant. And now at this point, she had a child. She had a daughter, which was probably there for most of the stuff and helped as well just mm-hmm. just for being there. Helping setting up know. play dates and shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, right. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, what, what you call it? Um, yeah, so they started robbing tourists again and stuff like that on the hippie trail between Europe and Eastern Asia. Um, arrested again, escaped once more, pretending <clears throat> illness and drugging the hospital guard. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Hey, hospital guard, yeah. you look thirsty. Have some of this. Wow. What he had to go through to get out after just a hospital car. I don't know. Like, I really, I don't know how these prisons are set up. I mean, I think it's just, at that point, it's a jaunty walk and a whistle. It could, it it sounds that way. Like, it it would just have to be. But anyway, he was able to do this. Um, This time, and, and I see, now, during this whole shit now this article isn't saying it but this also this is another one of those inserted things that happened mm-hmm. uh you remember i said his brother bailed him out well correct yes shortly thereafter they all went to rob this jewelry shop okay in uh in delhi so his brother was also arrested with him 
Uh, okay. No, not in. Uh, sorry, not not the jewelry shop. Um, my bad. It was um, the hippie trail. His brother was there with him doing all that stuff at first. Okay. They both get arrested together, and now at this time, when he when he drugs the hospital guard and escapes, he leaves his brother in prison to serve out the rest of his eighteen month sentence. Brotherly love. Right. His brother gives him the money to get out of jail, and then yeah, he leaves him behind and shit. I'd leave both mine in. So. <laughs> so uh, he and Chantal fled to Iran at that point um, where at that point as well Chantal decides that she's fucking done with this shit and um, she left she wow. said she was done with him she, did, she never wanted to see him again and she needed something better for her daughter and she yeah. left and went back to France that is actually uh, that's surprising, and I mean, in a in a great way. Like I, I almost pictured her, and as far as how much involvement you said she had in in his schemes, that they'd fucking be like roll dogs for life or whatever. But um, so yeah, like good on her for getting the shit out. Yeah, good on her. Now she never had anything to do with killing that one dude, but mm-hmm. but um, or killing anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, robbing people, yeah, for sure. She, she was all about stealing and rhyming and rhyming and stealing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and dropping base, you know, it just comes along with the territory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for the next two years after that, he was basically on the run um, and traveled around Eastern Europe and the Middle East, uh, always on stolen passports, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger brother, Andre... Uh, hops in and joins him in Istanbul. So different brother, and then they go. Yeah, and are are these brothers from the mom and French guy? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes, they are. Okay, okay. Um, good, 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 good. Second. <laughs> it says left his family behind and fled to Iran. So that must not have been the time. What the fuck is it talking about left his family behind then? I don't know. Do you, do you want to... I know he did that twice. He skipped out. He, he got he got in cahoots with two different brothers and skipped out on both of them. So I think this is one brother and okay, so one brother he left behind in business, not in prison. Mm-hmm. This is the brother he left behind in prison, Andre. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And thank so you for, for fitting the word cahoots into the episode. I need to try to do that more. Yeah, I like that word too. Uh, so he meets him in Istanbul. They go on this crime spree in Greece <clears throat> and Turkey where they mm-hmm. are finally caught and arrested in Athens um, where Charles is able to escape once more and that's where he leaves Andre in prison to finish out his 18-month sentence. Uh, Man. Now, at this point, the cops are, like, he's starting to earn that serpent name. Right. Um, How many escapes is this uh, added up to now? That's three so far. Okay. I mean, that's more than I've ever escaped from prison, so he deserves the nickname <laughs> far more than I ever have. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and that is, 
yeah, for the next two years, so that's 73 to 75. Uh, in 75, he moves to Thailand. This is where it starts to get hairy. I, wait, Thailand, I think you mean Thailand, Chris? Thailand. In Thailand, he becomes Hi, Rob. a drug dealer. Sweet. Yeah, to finance his lavish lifestyle that he is now... Accustomed, made himself accustomed to. Man, remember um, when you could fucking live off of drug dealing? Mm, those are the days. Back in the days. Um, <clears throat> so, here is also where he decided to, like, he came up with this new idea or this new plan of uh, putting together this whole criminal family. Kind of like a Charles Manson sort of thing. Okay. But okay, like a closer knit mafia. Uh, right, 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 right. So, but but he knew, like, even though as slick as he is and everything, and as good with you know silver tongued and whatever as he may be, uh, you know, some other tactics might have to be employed in order to gain following and and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> He's into drug dealing, so mm-hmm. he's messing with all kinds of shit. He's always out there partying. He's always out there checking the scene, and he's always out, like 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 we said, he, he had a curio shop mm-hmm. in Bangkok. So he's around the tourists. Right. He just seems hippies, like he's always looking for drugs. And he seems like the kind of guy that walks an iguana on a on a leash in just like the fucking biggest, whitest lapeled suit. Yep. Yep. Porn director glasses. Mm-hmm. All and all hours of the night. All he knows how to do is strut. Don't ask him not to strut because he don't know how. Mm-mm. Exactly. Exactly. He, he's a he's a pretty slick dude. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, and so he he has this plan, this idea, hatches this fucking scheme to to create this whole criminal family, and. Uh, so then he finally meets his first devotee, uh, Marie-André Leclerc. Mm-hmm. She is from Quebec, and she she fell for him hook, line, and sinker. And But she was cool. She was totally cool with the fact that he was he had dealings with other women as well as the, you know, the whole criminal activity oh, thing. Okay, so she wasn't under the illusion that she was like his one and only lady love or anything like that. Like she knew no. she knew what the score was and she was fine uh with sitting on the sideline keeping that score. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, because he needed he because he was using her as part of his scheme, so she was you know, she was closer to him than any of them were. So right, you know, right, right, right. That sort of <clears throat> mind state. So yeah, uh, <laughs> to gather more members into his clan, he decided to come up with a new scheme that he would uh, he would select victims you know he would go out and talk to people and he'd smooth and he'd do this and that and when he found people he liked he would basically cause a problem for them Mm -hmm. and then help them fix the Ah. problem thus becoming the hero indeed indeed gaining their trust and their debt to him and then he would 
basically bring him into the club. Indeed. And, and I was going to say, I mean, he should have just tried asking people if they wanted to be in his club. Um, right. But instead, his idea of kicking them in the balls and then bringing them the ice pack for the kicked balls is pretty ingenious. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, that's that's pretty helpful, but it's not really like a solution to the problem. It's just a patch for now. Yeah, yeah, so. because they, they're joining whatever they think it is because they like him as a person or whatever, not because they're like, yeah, I would like to join a criminal empire. Mm-hmm. So, because he was fluent in French, he decided to hone in on the French tourists. He Good. He found these two former French policemen. He stole their passports and their, their documents and then helped them find them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, they had a dead right nothing mm-hmm. super special there but 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 that's what that's just one of the things that he did uh right <laughs> this uh this dude dominique renelo uh or a chick I, I don't really know it doesn't say from france uh, mm-hmm. oh it's a it's a dude i'm sorry thought he had dysentery when in fact sobrage gave him poisoned dysentery medication and then nursed him Ooh. back to health Ah, it's like killing him with kindness and a knife and dysentery medicine that's been poisoned. (laughs) See, that's one of the easier things to do because everybody wants to take the dysentery medicine. Mm -hmm. Indeed, no one wants to chance that shit, literally. No, fuck no. So, so yeah, that was the thing. Um, And then they, you know, they were staying at this, at this resort in Bangkok uh, in the beach town of Pattaya, uh, where he then met this dude, this Indian cat named AJ Chowdhury. That's a good name for a cat. Yeah. This dude was already a criminal himself. So they kind of hit it off that way. And then basically AJ becomes his right hand dude, like almost instantly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they start. <clears throat> They start tearing it up at that point. This so is how, how many how many family members is this now? I did like three or four at this point, but nothing really significant is happening other than AJ is uh, is now his right hand dude. That, like that's what I was same about. Same type to... of stuff is happening. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. But... Is is so the only one members of the family who know that they're. Uh, in the the newest hottest criminal organization that the fucking West Coast has ever seen, is fucking Indian dude and uh, and French Canadian chick, yeah. Yes. Okay, and the other people yes. are just like, huh? It's nice to have friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other people will also, uh, unbeknownst to them, obviously, um, yeah, they'll basically bring in new targets and stuff like that as well. Schmoozing ah, gotcha. and networking the way they do. Thinking um, that they're just getting more friends for the family. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is where uh, he and AJ decide to, to start getting a little dirty. Um, basically, the people that couldn't be brought in 
to the family, like mm-hmm. to that portion of the family who were propositioned and, and turned it down, right. or the people who found out about it and either threatened or made it seem like they might be squealers, right. it, they were dealt yeah. with. It was probably not the best idea in the world to bring two French cops in. Right. They were actually, they, they weren't part of, they weren't one, any of the victims. They weren't part of the victim pool. But, huh. but yeah, it was that sort of thing. Like, if they, they were, so it says uh, that he's on record for roughly 12, but they really think it's closer to 30. The the for Indian dude reason, like, or the snake no, in no, general? No, 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 Sabraj. Sabraj wow. and his whole... This whole story is probably somewhere closer to 30 because of the fact that we don't know how many people he tried to bring in and just weren't able to. Right, Because we know, like, when I start getting into it, which is real soon, uh, you'll see. He he personally... Never mind. You'll see. It'll it'll work itself out. Got you. So basically, yeah, that that's that's what started happening. This is where the killings really started to take place. The first known victim on file for for his his murders uh, is this chick named Teresa Knowlton, who was an American from Seattle, uh, traveled in from Bangkok, and she was en route to Kathmandu, where mm-hmm. she was supposed to be studying Tibetan Buddhism at uh, at Copan Monastery. Right. <clears throat> she met him, uh, who allegedly offered to be her guide and take her to Pattaya Beach. Um, not a whole lot is known in between or what right. actually transpired took place yep. necessarily, but uh, she was found later on the beach, um, and her body was burned. Oh wow! I thought you were just gonna say she was drunk and had a sunburn, but that—that's she had been set ablaze. Hmm. Well, yeah. Seattle is the French Canada of America. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the possibly one of the weirdest things you've said. Um, I don't think that's true. <laughs> moving right along, there was another young woman from America. Uh, named Jenny Bolivar, who had uh, traveled to Thailand to meditate and to experience the Buddhist lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She met him, and he tried to get her into the family. She said no, and so later on, she was found drowned in a tidal pool Jesus. in the Gulf of Thailand. <clears throat> She didn't have yeah, to be so rude about she, it. She could, she could have said, no, thank you. Ugh. She could have said, no, thank you. But she was probably a little snippy. Stupid Americans. In, um in a bikini that had mm-hmm. uh, a flower print pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Flower I, patterned print. I like where this is it. going. It's getting sexy in here. Let's do it. So, yeah, it wasn't for several months. Uh before the autopsy could prove that her her drowning wasn't an accident mm. that it was actually murder gotcha mm-hmm. dun 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 shortly thereafter and here's another insert shortly thereafter now keep in mind he's 
still selling drugs. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you? Yes. Not really. He's probably doing them too, but not like that's not really his thing. So right. he's still selling drugs and still robbing motherfuckers. And now him and AJ are really chopping it up. So enter this dude uh, who I don't know why they have to, why they make mention of the fact that he's a Sephardic Jew. I don't know why that is necessary. Is it Saul? Articles. No, it's not Saul. His name is Vitali. Vitali Hakim. Fine. So this guy, though, in in most articles, they don't say anything special about him. Mm -hmm. In one article, on the other hand, it goes further into the fact that that Zabraj was still selling drugs. So this dude. Vitali Hakim was actually, he was a Turkish dude, and he was actually a dealer as well, who had mm. popped into the scenario to exchange and smuggle drugs from Thailand back over to wherever the fuck he was going. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that didn't go down so well. It doesn't sound like it, no. He was also found burned. In a bikini um, on the beach. <clears throat> mm-hmm. On the road to the Pattaya Resort, where the quote-unquote family was staying. They are family. They'll burn you to a crisp if you don't want to be in their family. Mm-hmm. That was the original. S- that was the original Sly in the Family Stone song, Chris. But uh, They'll burn you to a crisp. They just didn't think it, it played well in in Seattle. It didn't have the same ring to it. Mm-mm. So, next, enter uh, Hank Bintanja, uh, 29, and his fiance Cornelia Hemker, 25. Uh, they were Dutch students who met Sabraj in Hong Kong. Hmm. Um, he invited them to Thailand, and they said, hey, "You sure, guys should come that? see my curio shop." Hmm. Right. So, you know, traveling the trail, they wound up in Thailand and uh, went and checked him out. Um, he pulled the whole poisoning them and nursing them back to health scenario. During this time, uh, this chick named Charmaine Carew shows up, who is the girlfriend of Vitali Hakim. Oh shit! She shows up to investigate his disappearance. Now was she a fucking all, detective? Like I said, that's all. I see. That's the weird part. That's all most articles will say about her, him, and her, uh, Vitali Hakim, and this chick, Charmaine uh, Carew, is mm-hmm. that he was just there, and then he was murdered, and then she showed up looking for her <clears throat> boyfriend, and was murdered which i haven't said stated yet but we'll get I mean, to i mean uh, you just did but i get it yeah when in fact what it was was he was a dealer and she was part of the organization she was sent to find him mm-hmm. that that's that's she where my mind just, went actually was was she was yeah. sent to be like hey uh where's that guy that came here with all those drugs that weren't exactly his where the fuck's the boss's money? And then next thing you know, you know? bikini beach burned. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, yeah, he got fucking worried that she may discover him once he found out who she was. And, uh, yeah, him and AJ took care of her. So, now you got... Was it always a team-up affair, or, or did did uh, did the snake sometimes do it on his own? Uh, did did uh, AJ sometimes do it on his own? Like, what's the deal with that? Well, so far, the snake has done a bunch on his own. Now, as far as these murders go, no, I don't believe he's done any on his own, other than poisoning a few people here and there, but trying to not not in the in the thing to kill them but to nurse right. them back to health right right um, right he did kill the one guy um the 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 fucking his car, car he stole, he stole yeah. a car mm-hmm. right um but yeah most of these other ones i think it is him and aj okay who's doing all this right right, right. um now aj as well is is dirty enough to run errands on his own for sure yeah, mm-hmm. he's trusted enough, and he's fucking dastardly enough to take care of it on his own for sure. And I believe he does at least one or two. Okay, uh, just one more, uh, like serious, real quick uh, question: Were they more partners, or were was Sabraj in in fucking charge, like no questions asked? Yeah, no, he was. He was okay in charge, no questions. So, so AJ was more of a lap dog than. I mean, the lapdog slash right-hand man, but, like, his beck and call was to Sabraj. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I think it was more of a more of a partnership in the sense that AJ was only around as long as the money was around. Okay, so... so For his portion of it, he would do what was necessary, or right. what, what, because Sabraj had the better plan, probably. But he basically knew enough and, and did enough to where... If it wasn't lucrative for him, he would have fucking gotten the shit. Probably, yeah. Gotcha. That's how I feel about his about his character and the way the way he played it. Um, I like the way he's written. So, right. So, uh, so yeah, that that Dutch couple they they didn't they didn't make it for so long. I guess they were trying to be mm. inducted as well, and they didn't. Yeah, they didn't make the cut. So they were found, strangled, and burned on uh, December 16th, 1975. <clears throat> Later that same month, hmm. uh, Jesus, Carew, Charmaine Carew, mm-hmm. was found drowned in similar circumstances to uh, the Bolivar chick, uh, Jenny Bolivar, right. who had the, the flower bikini on. It's a bitsy teeny weeny uh, one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so did she. She was wearing a similar bikini. It wasn't the same one, but it was similar. And, uh, yeah, the, at first, the cops didn't connect the case. But mm-hmm. uh, when they finally did, that's when he earned the name the, the Bikini Killer. There was that one hard-nosed fucking detective that's been on the force for 30 years. And he's like, uh, uh, hey, Jimmy. Uh, what's that that little curio shop down on Twenty Second that sells those flowered bikinis? <laughs> oh, you mean uh, curios and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I know the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. Hmm, I wonder if that's yeah, anything to do with this. There is actually a super cop in this story. Sweet. One of, your, one of our the ones we like to talk about. He's mm-hmm. he's here. Awesome. Like, 
Sabraj had him. Yeah, he's, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so he <laughs> he decided to move again, and uh, December eighteenth of nineteen seventy five, he and Leclerc, which is um, Leclerc, is the the first chick that he mm-hmm. wooed over to his side, <clears throat> right? And oddly um, enough, uh, hired her to be his clerk. Right. So he, they left AJ uh, to do some other stuff, and uh, he and she used the Dutch couple's passports to go to Nepal. Um, oh, thank God. I thought Nepal, you were going to say that he used their oven. No, <laughs> the Dutch couple. No, that's fucked up. Um, <clears throat> in Nepal, they met two other travelers, um, Laurent Ormond Carrier. Fucking terrible. Who was 26 Bad. from Canada. Mm-hmm. And Connie Bronzich, 29 from California. Now remember those names Carrier and Bronzich. They are mm. important victims. Uh, they befriended him. And Dende was moited. <laughs> And their bodies were burned and found on December 22nd. So that didn't last very long. Jesus Christ, the cops have got to just be like, we have had just a crazy string of fucking spontaneous combustion on this beach. We should think (laughs) about possibly putting up some police tape and closing it down for a weekend or something. Because Jesus Christ, guys, this is kind of getting out of hand. Now, this is now two different countries. Oh, shit, that was a yawn. This is now Bangkok and Nepal. You're going to be so but embarrassed, that's... but I think you're mispronouncing nipple. Bang nipple? Bangkok nipple. Mm. Mm, okay. If I was going to kill so, hippies, that's where it would be. And bang nipple? Nice. So... They killed them. They killed them. And they say that uh, the bodies that were found on December 22nd were actually two other bodies, but it's only a couple of sources that claim this. Mm. Um, For the most part, the story is that the bodies that were found were Carrier and Bronzich. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going with. Okay. Uh, he was actually questioned by the police in Kathmandu about oh, wow. this, and then so, let go so they've, they, but they, they did find a close enough connection to him where he was, uh, n- if not a suspect, at least a person of interest, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I think it was uh, one of those like you were the last person seen. Or you were a person seen around them or something. Oh, of shit. gotcha. Because he was fairly, you know, he was a face that was hard to miss as schmoozing as many people as he did. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, people remembered seeing him. He's got those smooge marks all over his face. <laughs> so they used the poor, uh, the, the Carrier and Bronzich's passports to return to Thailand before the victims were identified. So they left. This is fucking crazy. They killed Bintanja and Hemker 
let's see, wait. Yeah, okay, so wait. Bitanja and Hemker's body was found on the 16th. They left on the 18th and got back. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Did Carrier passports and, and not have Bronzich's pictures? Body. Huh? Passports didn't have pictures back then, or I mean, was this something like they they would? I assume they did. They would like forge it by like putting their picture in the little the little picture slot, probably. I guess. Got yeah, you. yeah, yeah, probably something that's that simple. So the two bodies were found on the 16th. They left on the 18th. the The next bodies were found on the 22nd, and then they came back using their them two. <laughs> They got back to Thailand before those other bodies were even discovered. Jesus Christ. So in the span and, uh, of four days, four bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, once back in Thailand, he discovers uh, that a couple of his French family members, uh, the two cops and this other dude, uh, had began to suspect him of being involved in the Pattaya murders. That's weird uh, that they so, would think that, you know? Right. He's such so an strange. obviously good dude. Well, in his absence, they wound up discovering some travel documents and such belonging to the victims in the hotel room. Uh, so, yeah, they, they had evidence. They knew what the fuck was up. Hmm. Uh, so he fled to Calcutta, where he then murdered... <laughs> Jesus. On his own this time, uh, this Israeli student, Avani Jacob, strictly to get his passport. God damn. Well, yeah. Just walking down the street. Hey, yeah. hey, you got a passport? Yeah. Oh, do you have it on you? Oh, oh, you do. How would you like to get some fresh custard with me? <laughs> How do you feel about Hawaiian punch? It's just behind this <clears throat> building. It's delicious as well. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he drugged this guy. He's like, he didn't, he wasn't the, the mortalizing type like that. I think AJ did all of that shit. AJ, AJ was, did AJ it. was the vicious monster and Sabraj was the, the pussy opportunist. Right. Right. Understood. I'm pretty sure that's, that's what the deal was. Uh, so yeah, he used that passport to travel to Singapore and there he was with, uh, he had Leclerc and AJ with him. And from there, they went on to India and then back to Thailand in Bangkok in uh, March of 76. Jesus. So that's three months. If you get away from a place that's looking for you for fucking multiple homicides, stay away. <laughs> How many fucking countries are over there that you got to keep traveling back to these same ones, right? That's the part I don't know. Like, oh, you know, I but, think but I, I forgot that's... my wallet in the hotel room. We're gonna have to go back. Really, Everybody he's just trying to stay where the tourists are. Damn. Right, right. But you would think that he's such a recognizable face at this point, with all the fucking highfalutin and whatnot. That, that, fuck, man, go, go somewhere else. You would think. Now, him and AJ are still in the drug game, and they're also mm. doing gems now, and mm -hmm. they're also doing uh, what, whatever the fuck else. 
weapons mm-hmm. and whatever else comes up. Uh, so the three of them, yeah, like I said, they, they left to Calcutta, then to Singapore, then to India and back to Thailand. Um, in a matter of about three months, he Jesus. was then questioned by Thai police in connection to the bikini murders, but they never charged him with anything. And so why he had that weird tie on. He knows that it's against <laughs> the law to wear weird ties. We're the fucking Thai police. Mm. <clears throat> so, yeah, so he's obviously a person of interest, and he's got mm-hmm. several countries now looking at his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nice ass. But mm. they're never charging him. They, they haven't charged him yet for any of these murders. Right. So some sources now claim that the reason Thailand didn't charge him at this time was because they were worried that the potential negative publicity would have an impact on their tourism trade. Wow. Wow. So they didn't arrest and charge a suspected multiple murderer because it would stop tourists from going to Thailand in theory and then, um, well, now you're just going to have more tourists going to Thailand and being murdered by this multiple murderer. Well, I mean, it's a numbers game. At the time, the tourist Salsa trade is a numbers that game. they were, the tourist trade that they were worried about is the Westerners, and he was killing Westerners. So, yeah, they were bringing in a lot of money, and one or two of them versus. You know, disappearing versus the few hundred that we get money from. Right. Right. I mean, I I completely understand. It's just like that Mardi Gras where that Australian chick got shot in the street fucking goddamn shootout on bourbon. Like, uh, she's all like, no, I still love the city, blah, blah, blah. Like, you got shot to come to Mardi Gras. Fuck this place. I'm not going down there anymore. I don't remember that at all, but... It was, it was a couple yeah, years no. ago. They had a whole First 48 about wow. it. It was pretty good. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Fingers on the so, pulse, man. The saga continues, because we got a lot more. <clears throat> Continuing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that that was just you know that's just a couple of people speculating that that's possibly why they didn't arrest him. Right. Might not have been the truth. Mm-hmm. But well, you know. Anyway, so he left Thailand to go back to Malaysia immediately. Mm-hmm. 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 Enter the super cop, Herman Nippenberg. No, I refuse. I refuse to believe that. This story's super cop's name is Herman Nippenberg. Nippenberg. That's Saul's son that fucking that disgraced the family and went into the police force. He knows that that their whole sect of Judaism is all about pacifism. It doesn't matter how altruistic your your cause is. You do it without a gun on your hip. Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't actually a cop. He was oh, a Dutch a embassy diplomat. He was just a diplomat. 
but he was investigating the murders of Bintanja and Hemker. Mm. And Sobraj was his because they were the Dutch couple that disappeared. Mm-hmm. And he was his prime suspect. He was just, just gathering information is all he was actually doing. Right, right. But, but it's still uh, like a like a Sherlock Moriarty type thing where where Herman's all like, You smell like farts, dude. And Sabraj is like, mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't smell a thing. <clears throat> Dutch oven. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, mm hmm. Yeah. I don't know nothing exactly. about Dutch ovens. I didn't mention Dutch ovens. Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> Good day, sir. My name. <laughs> That's right. So, <clears throat> yeah, he uh, he began building a case against Sabraj, just building up info. And uh, a month after he, uh, a month after Sabraj left Thailand, Nippenberg was actually given police permission to search Sabraj at one of Sabraj's old apartments, um, or like his most recent old apartment. In doing hmm. so. He uncovered evidence, including documents belonging to the murder victims and poisoned medicines. So, I, I would I wanted to think Siraj would be a little smarter and maybe would destroy evidence, but it seems that he's the sentimental yeah. type. Yeah. Well, no, he he's the get the fuck out as quickly as possible type. Yeah. And then you burn the building down. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. He's sloppy though. So, yeah, see, that's the thing. He's another one that could have used a little bit of training. Anyway. If you bring he, up training uh, one more fucking time on this show. <laughs> he, he, uh, but see, the funny thing was that none of the cops would actually do anything about any of the evidence that this guy is compiling. None of them. Uh, In gotcha. any of the countries. They wouldn't gotcha. fuck with him. But he doesn't stop because he wants to know what happened to those kids. So, yeah, he continues to compile evidence for the next few decades. Huh. Well, at least he wasn't wasting his time. Right. So, back in Malaysia, uh, Sabraj and AJ wound up stealing thousands of pounds worth of precious gems. And this is British pounds, not... Okay, okay. That's a thank you for the distinction. I was going to ask because (laughs) you could measure them in both. Yes, and it's a much, much different sort of thing to pull off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, shortly thereafter, uh, AJ wound up disappearing and was never seen nor heard from again. Oh, ho, ho. Police understand. The monster murderer has yeah. become the monstee murderee. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the student is now the master type of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we all think we know what happened to AJ. Oh, uh, one day then... he will show up in one of those uh, fancy Sicilian bikinis, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Kind of like Cato? Uh, um, that sort of thing? Like the the Green Lantern sidekick? <laughs> no. No, and that's the Green Hornet, by the way. Uh, I'm pretty no. sure the Green Lantern knew a guy named Cato, at least. 
oh, you, OJ. You meant OJ's Cato. Anyway, oh, let's move on. We got too much information that gets held up on fucking OJ and Cato. Uh, so anyway. Uh, we got to get Cato on an episode. After, <laughs> it's not even about OJ. Just, funny, just about nope. something else completely different. Fucking Cato. So anyway. <laughs> uh, after AJ disappeared, uh, he and Leclerc, they left and they traveled to Geneva to sell the stolen jewels. Before they heard there, there was a convention right. in town. Mm-hmm. A, a, a stolen jewel convention before mm-hmm. uh, going right back to India to rebuild the criminal family. Uh, there, he gains two uh, some new recruits. Sorry. Uh, they got two new lost tourists. We got uh, Barbara Cheryl Smith and Mary Ellen Ether, who he actually wound up meeting in uh, Mumbai. Uh, he then befriended another French tourist, Jean-Luc Solomon, uh, who he wound up poisoning in a South Delhi hotel. Because mm-hmm. like I was about to say, do you um, ever truly befriend a French tourist? <laughs> God, I hope not. But really, he, he wasn't trying to kill this guy. He just wanted to rob him, and uh, the dude wound up dying. It was an accident. He need, Yeah, an accident. He he needs to get better at what he's trying to fucking do here. He needs to just whack people over the goddamn head. Right, right. It was an accident. So, uh, it was actually this guy's death who wound up getting him uh, arrested. So, uh, and put in prison this next time. Oh, wow. So, wow, in July of 76, uh, in New Delhi, he and Leclerc and Smith and Ether managed to... <laughs> this is the funniest part. They met, they were doing their schmoozing thing, and they met this group of postgraduate French students. 60 people. Oh, Jesus. Six zero. I'm so excited right now, and it's almost in a sexual way. Just keep going. <laughs> so, uh, he... They wound up talking these people into allowing them to be their travel guides. Mm-hmm. Right? So, he got them all into a room having drinks and whatever and he did the old dysentery medicine trick on them oh my god it was like the scene from stand by me where everybody's puking at the pie contest but this ain't no pie contest buddy and this ain't no puke (laughs) that's that's pretty much exactly what the fuck happened oh my god the dosage wasn't right so the medicine started taking effect twice as fast as he expected it to and these fucking dudes just started dropping out. They just started passing out. We're right where they stood. Wow. Falling down, right? Right then and there. After a few of them started falling, a couple of them got wise and called the cops. Oh, man. I'd have been like, no, this is just my hypnotism act. You're you're sleepy. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. So, yeah, 
he and the three women were arrested and interrogated. He was then charged with the murder of Jean-Luc Salomon mm-hmm. and sent with the uh, other three women to the infamous Tihar prison outside of New Delhi to await mm-hmm. trial. Now, I miss the old Delhi. The... They were kosher. Did you miss New Delhi? Mm, mm-hmm. the, the old one. I'll let Saul know. Um, they had a Reuben that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Stacked so high. <laughs> can't even fit your mouth around it. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> the conditions. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the prison conditions at this fucking place were supposed to be some of the absolute worst ever. And uh, two of the women tried to kill herself, tried to kill themselves. Wow. Over the next uh, little while, while they were awaiting trial. Oh, shit. So they hadn't even been, like, convicted yet. This was their their holding. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, they were only there for a couple months, too, uh, while they were waiting on trial, because the trial happened still in 76. Jesus. So, yeah, so... Moving on to that. Hang on, let me uh, make a record. Mm-hmm. God, I just, I try to imagine what would make me want to, like, what kind of conditions make me, would make me want to kill myself in just a couple months of, of any prison. I'm just like... Seriously. Man, like, my, my bed would have to be a water bed that's exclusively lemon juice and broken glass or something. Well, I can't imagine these being the cleanest of facilities. I mean, yeah, there's probably poop everywhere and stuff, but come on, grow up, ladies. You're adults now. Poop isn't funny anymore. Just dicks. So, yeah. So, okay, here we go with the trial. The trial is interesting. All right, now, during the 1976 trial in New Delhi, he was mainly represented by this one dude who had basically seen him through some of the previous court cases. Okay. Um, but during this time, he, uh, Sabraj also hired and fired several lawyers <clears throat> trying mm-hmm. to kick back, you know, do the whole fucking, you know, the, the whole court manipulation bullshit trying to trying to either bribe his way out or intimidate possibly his way out or maybe fake an illness on his way out okay so just court like court case shenanigans i got you yeah 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 exactly so yeah he did a lot of that um his recently paroled brother andre got out and Mm -hmm. showed up to help no fuck i would have showed up to testify against him yeah, so he tried to go on a hunger strike. He tried to do all kinds of shit. Still was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to, take a wild guess. 18 months. Close. It's actually pretty close. Uh, seven whole years. Wow. Yeah, that's not a whole lot. Um, but in this time, it's it's only the the uh, the asshole poisoning and the one murder, correct? Right. 
Yes. Okay. That I mean that seems fair. So, seven years for a fucking first degree murder. I mean, the guy was probably a dick anyway. You know. Probably, but still, that just seems like a little, a little, little shy of what's fair. Anyway, uh, they spared him the death penalty, even though the prosecution fought for it. And um, that, and I guarantee you that's why he got seven years, is because they tried so hard to get the fucking death penalty. That It's like, you either get the fucking death penalty, or like we, we have to go with a light sentence, uh, because otherwise you really should be trying for like life in prison kind of thing. Wink, wink, you know? Mm, yeah... Yeah, kind of, but they they really they, there are some sources that think that he he bribed a few court officials to avoid it. Uh, but because the prosecution fought so hard for it, they said, "Eh, okay, fuck it, we're gonna tack on another five years." So nah. he was actually sentenced to twelve. Who's in charge now, bitch? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so yeah. It continues. Uh, Tihar, so he's in. He's still in Tihar, so he's doing twelve years in Tihar. That sounds like an awesome. Where he folk manages. Song. Oh, awful. Let's not start singing that. Um, so he puts all of his his learned skills together, and he winds up. Being able to sweet talk and or blackmail everything to go his way while mm. in prison. I'm glad so, he went that route instead of sweet mailing and black talking. This is true. This is true. That wouldn't have worked quite as well in India. Um, so, you know, bribing and threatening and all that kind of shit got him whatever the fuck he wanted. This dude was able to drink wine, gourmet food. He had a TV, a tape writer, uh, sorry, a tape writer, a typewriter, uh, had access to a fridge. He had hmm. library. He didn't have a fridge, but able... he had access to one. It's like, you get he this, this part of this shelf, and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but this is, is barely the enough officer's for, lounge. for my Grey Poupon. Well, tough shit, Chark. Chark. There it was. That's not good chark uh so he even had a library like a, just a bunch of books in his room and was even allowed access to drugs wow he was uh he he was uh what you calling it uh who who is that uh the the cocaine kingpin from the 80s from uh from from down south 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 with the mustache are you talking about Chapo? Um, no. Uh, then I'm lost. I don't know. I don't follow okay. them. I, I don't follow them. Like, they're fucking, they're on baseball cards and shit. I mean, they probably are, but, yeah. No, I know more murderers than I know kingpins. I mean, but this one's, he's like the, the kingpin. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to stop you. But, yeah, no, th- this other guy in, in Colombia. You know, uh, uh, the El Medellin, uh, the fucking dude that, uh, why can I remember everything but his name? Uh, uh. So far, you've really not given me much. <laughs> like, 
You have, but not, because I wouldn't know anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. moving right along. Yeah, he pretty much had a nice little lifestyle going for him in prison. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Pablo Escobar. And uh, Escobar. He's fucking Mexican, dude. He's a Colombian drug lord. Isn't he? No. No, he's Colombian. You're right. He was, he, born in, he was born in Colombia, died in Colombia. Yeah, who the fuck was I thinking about that? Chapo's Mexican. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's anyway. the more recent one. Sorry. I'm just saying. Escobar, okay. Yeah, I'm seeing parallels. That wasn't coming to my mind. Like he, had, he had orgies just covered in, in fine cocaine dust while he was in prison. So, yeah. Man, that sounds tasty. Mm. Ugh. Anyway, don't make me hungry, Jason. God. So anyway, uh, for Mexican yeah. food, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll go with that. So anyway, he uh, while he was in prison, he was able one of the the fun ways that he was able to get shit done and and gain such access was that he he would file petitions or threaten to file petitions against <laughs> court officials. He wouldn't even have to file them. He'd just be like, I have a pen and paper. Yeah, well, just for the smallest of things, because what he would do was he would get fellow criminals together and basically either strong arm or, you know, gather the rest of the criminals to do the same thing. So he was having tons of other criminals file petitions against the people for just anything. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe. There's a crack mm. in the bathroom. Oh, fucking whatever yeah. the fuck it was. I don't know. Indeed. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But right. basically, it was it He was touched my ass. You all saw it? Yeah, I saw it. I saw him touch your ass. How about you, Jim? Yeah, I saw it too. How about you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw it. How about you? Nope. I didn't see nothing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But touching. But touching causes a lot of problems. And what it was doing was... It was basically making those higher-ups and those officials say, okay, well, look, if we just keep this one fucker happy, then he'll make the other guys stop, and then everybody Mm -hmm. can be happy again. That's right. right. We can start touching butts all we want again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so so that's what wound up happening. Uh, Now, he, there's this interesting story that goes along with this little statement because it says that he is alleged that he could even be found on occasion having tea with the prison superintendent. Indeed. I'll come back to that. So with all the alleged shit this guy does, he should really be on our show. Right. So in 1977, Thailand issued a 20-year arrest warrant for him for the crimes committed on their soil that they are now have now built up enough evidence to say this has got to be our guy and by evidence we mean chutzpah chutzpah Leclerc maintained her innocence the entire time but she was Mm -hmm. found guilty of drugging the graduate students Mm. she was later paroled and returned to Canada, where she unfortunately developed ovarian cancer and died in April of 84. But she always mm-hmm. maintained her innocence and never turned him in. Never gave him up. Okay. Well, you know, 
he, she, he found her. He, he, it's a roll dog for life, I guess. Right. Ah! Are you sure about that? Good lord. <laughs> I don't know. She's chirping at me for something. I don't know what she wants. God so, damn. Um, was it really that loud? <laughs> yeah, man. My poor soiled pants. <laughs> so, okay. So, when he finds out about this whole Thailand business, he starts to put two and two together and realize that he's only got a 12-year sentence. Mm. And by the time he gets out in India, he'll be extradited to Thailand, where Thailand is not going to be as nice because he murdered quite a few more people there that they've now put together, and they're mm -hmm. probably going to execute him if he goes back there. Mm -hmm. Which, once paroled, obviously not being just free, being paroled, the the India would definitely extradite him. <clears throat> so now here's the fun part. So he decides in '86. Now this is '86, and another two years goes by after what's her face dies. Mm -hmm. um, he's now been in Tihar for ten years. He decides. <laughs> He's got a bunch of people helping him, too. He's a, so he's made contacts. He's made friends. He's done all this other shit. 23 conspirators relating to his jailbreak. Wow. Wow. Right. And how much longer did he have on his sentence? Two years. He okay. already said he's, this is now 10 years out of 12. And he's basically been living in a luxury condo the whole time. Right. <clears throat> right. So, he's now 23 conspirators. All right, so, he carefully chooses the date of March 16th, uh, because It was his mother's birthday, Sunday. yes. Oh, mm, maybe. It's a Sunday, so there'll be mm -hmm. very little staff on duty between the hours of 1 and 3 in the afternoon. So, like, right. dwarves? Celebrate. What? You said very little staff. Like. Ah, oh, Jesus. I'm a dad. Ba -da -ba -ba. I'm going to send you a mail bomb that's going to explode confetti right in your poo hole. But why because would I be open it up instructions with. It's going to have instructions to insert oh in the poo hole for it to work. And then it's just going to blow up confetti, and you're going to be fucking puking confetti for weeks because of your terrible jokes. I don't think that's how poop works, Chris. Well, it will, from my invention. Anyway. So there'll barely be anybody goes. there. It's a Sunday. Here goes. So, it's almost his birthday. <laughs> and in, in celebration of his impending birthday, he decides to order sweets for the prison staff that guarded the gates. Oh my now, god, they are laced with, with fucking dysentery medicine, aren't they? <laughs> well, let me switch over to another article that, I've, that I dug up <clears throat> entitled... 
the cat who helped Charles Sabraj escape from India prison. Oh, no. All right, I'm just going to read this just because it's, Please. it's quick. Go for it. In a corner of Tihar, New Delhi, South Asia's largest prison complex, a group of inmates found an unconscious cat. Over the next two days, they nursed the cat back to health, and on the third day, it started walking again. On March 17, 1986, just a few days later, a white car drove to Tihar's main gate. One of the passengers was David Hall, a suave young Englishman who had been imprisoned for heroin smuggling and was now out on bail. Hall handed the two guards at the gate 100 rupees, which is less than a dollar at the time, Mm -hmm. and a gift of fruit, telling them he was there to see his friend Charles Sabraj. Here's an actual picture. It is Charles Sahib's birthday, he told them, using the suffix indicating respect. I suppose that's what Sahib means. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was a Sunday afternoon. And even though Sunday visits were not allowed, Hall was let in, thanks to the fruit basket and the cash that he slipped to the two guards. Mm -hmm. A serial killer who'd left a trail of blood across several Southeast Asian countries, Sabraj had been in Tihar for the past ten years. While in prison, Hall and Sabraj had hit it off, and during this visit, Hall was running errands for his friend. Running errands. He took another offering of fruit to the assistant superintendent's office, where Sabraj was sitting on the desk. A regular occurrence, (laughs) even though such fraternization was technically forbidden. His 42nd birthday was actually still three weeks away. The wardens were given the food, a peace offering, and something more. They soon became groggy from the drugs concealed in the food. So, the cat was actually just a test for the dosage. So, the motherfucker is still making things sick and then nursing them back to health. And as everyone knows, guards have the same exact drug tolerance as cats. Seriously. Seriously. I think he probably did a weight, a weight estimation sort of scenario. But anyway, so the I don't need your collapsed. real life interjected into this shit. Right, right, right. I, I don't care. I'm injecting because that's Allegedly. what I do. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. Don't don't bring it up, okay? Just um, don't check between <laughs> my toes. <laughs> so, oh, that's not the kind of injecting I was talking about. That's gross. <laughs> I was talking about cooking chickens, man. God. I was talking about beef injections. Oh. Tube steak. Mm. I would like to keep your life that does not involve me off of this goddamn show, Christopher. (laughs) Oh, Melissa would be upset. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the, the guards fell out, and he just simply took their keys and let himself out well he he just let himself out I mean Ocean's Eleven it's not but I can still picture Bernie Mac the duck there and that's what's important to me (laughs) Bernie Mac 
Bernie Mac the Duck would have done really well right there, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna second that notion. Quack 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 so... quack 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 quack. quack. Mm-hmm. I've been working on so... my Bernie Mac Duck impression. <laughs> Keep working. Keep working. It's almost there. Got Tell me what the fuck to do. To do. So the superintendent and de- the deputy superintendent and a number of other prison officials uh, were suspended for dereliction of duty. And that is a funny statement, and I'll probably use it uh, another time. Yeah, because that's what happened to duty. that's what happened to those sixty kids. Yeah, yeah, dereliction of duty, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he he had even worked his charm on a lady advocate who agreed to join him in Goa after his escape from prison. However, the police arrested her before she could do so. Three weeks after his escape, he was tracked down and arrested by Inspector Madhukar Zende uh, of the Bombay Police um, in Goa. Uh, sorry, he was arrested in Goa uh, on April 6th, 1986, and taken back to New Delhi. This was all part of the plan. For oh. The fact that the jailbreak would have a potential 10-year maximum sentence. Gotcha. Added to his charges. So he's, which... just, he's just mooning fucking Thailand the whole way back to Bombay. Exactly, because he wound up getting the full 10 years, right? So, mm, cool, he's not going to be executed. bad part is uh, they finally put him in maximum security. Oh, so now he's in, like, jail. Yeah, and he is kept handcuffed and chained up and basically in solitary not allowed to mix with the other inmates or any of that Mm -hmm. he's by himself now so for the next few years anyway he's he's whatever but he's not dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's good uh after a while you know he wound up the, the security lessened a little bit on him he wound up being able to hang out with some of the other inmates and stuff and he began befriending the Western journalists who kept showing up to try to get his story because he's mm-hmm. a big fucking deal right now. Right, 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 right. A big deal in many countries right now. Uh, so, yeah, he starts selling his story for thousands of pounds, thousands, like uh, as much as 2,500 pounds. He would speak openly about the murders whilst never actually admitting to them. Uh, he maintained that his That's actions were smart. purely, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He maintained that his actions were purely in protest against Western imperialism in Asia. Uh, mm-hmm. He told Richard Neville from the magazine Oz, um, "Quote: If I have ever killed or have ordered killings, then it is purely for reasons of business, just a job, like a general in the army." End quote. Now, please pay me the check that you promised me for this interview, white man. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, he gets out 
1997, he's deported to France. Uh, now being in prison for more than 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, he is released on bail from Tihar on February 17th, 1997. Uh, he's now 52, pending mm-hmm. another court hearing to decide what to do with him. Uh, and <laughs> the New Delhi Chief Metropolitan Magistrate ordered his bail conditions required him to provide two personal bonds and sureties, which he wound up returning to, an, oh, sorry, wound up borrowing the money from a cell, from an old cellmate, uh, who, I don't know why he decided to help him, but he did. <clears throat> the 20-year, uh, by this time, obviously, as we already said, the 20-year extradition warrant from Thailand has expired. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now doesn't, he, he at this point doesn't even have travel documents or ID of any kind. Uh, but before they were to deport him, even if they were, they would have to take care of that. So he's got right, a little right, bit right, of time right. while he's, they're still trying to figure out what to fucking do with him. Um, so they wound up keeping him in custody just in case uh, at the police station so they got him an ID and that kind of shit Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see represented by a lawyer at a court hearing the Indian government decided to deport him to France as he had always claimed French nationality um having been born in Vietnam when it was under French rule. Uh, mm-hmm. They also withdrew all pending cases against him, uh, taking this decision as they believed his further stay in India might have created law and order problems. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Let's not uh, let's not avenge or find out at all anything that happened to those other 12 fucking bodies we found because you know what? Mm-hmm. This guy's a headache. And you know what? What the yeah. best way to get rid of a headache is, other than mitol, it's uh, it's sweeping them under the French's rug. Yeah, but pretty much, that's pretty easy to do. So the French embassy in New Delhi issued him with travel with a travel permit, and Indian authorities received the order of his expulsion. Uh, Tuesday, April 8th, 1997, two days after his 53rd birthday, uh, is when he was deported to France, accompanied by two officials, um, because of all the fucking paparazzi-type motherfuckers that Mm -hmm, were around mm -hmm. all the time, and, and make sure he got there in one piece, um, He was detained at the airport for several hours, waiting for them to go away. Uh, Let's see. While he was there, he talked to several people trying to write stories and books and shit like that on him. Mm -hmm. Trying to get... He said uh, he entered a deal with an Indian film company for seven million pounds to make a movie about his life Jesus Christ and all they came up with was the TV show Charles in Charge (laughs) seriously what a rip (laughs) awful Uh, 
so yeah, he. Let's see. This is almost. I'm straight up giving you ten minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're at an hour and fifty minutes. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, I'm like, wow. well, this is the Christmas episode. It can go two hours, but wow. I don't think it should go wow, much over that. Realize. I'll probably cut out okay, maybe yeah, well, four minutes, but yeah. This is pretty much the end right here. So, mm -hmm. okay, in in 2003, um, <laughs> this dumbass went back to Nepal. Mm, Still nobody come knows him. why. Still nobody knows why. He went back to Nepal where they still had uh, a fucking papers out for him. Like, they didn't have a statute of limitations for his crimes over there. Mm -hmm. So, some fucking journalist saw him in Kathmandu and <laughs> called the cops. And they went and picked his ass up and gave him life. Yes, for, indeed. Uh, finding him guilty of the 1975 murders of Carrier and Bronzich. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Finally, some Sentenced kind of justice. To life. It says a substantial portion of the evidence in this case was provided by Interpol and Dutch investigator Nippenberg, who had been collecting documentary evidence against him for almost 30 years. Yes, indeed. Good on you, fucking guy that's not even a cop. Not even a fucking cop, seriously. Man. Uh, I will I will allow yeah. the super cop of this episode to have that name because he's not a cop. He's just a regular old dude, just like you and I, that happens to be uh, you know, somebody that is in a very important position running an embassy. But whatever, good on you. You done good. Thirty fucking years. Hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna end it there. That's it. Well, well, is he still alive? Uh, uh, uh no. I want to say he died recently. He died okay. fairly recently. Well, let's say he did. Uh, I'll come back <laughs> with an update for that. Let's say allegedly, just in case. Let's see. Hang on. Let's ask Google. Uh. uh Ask, ask Google Live. Charles Sobraj. Sobraj. Alive? Mm -hmm. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> You're um, like me. You know how to talk to Google. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing no date of death. Looks like he's still alive. Alrighty. Still serving his time in nipple. Yeah. Chilling and nipple. Mm -hmm. You gotta spend your time. Like you got really, you gotta focus on the nipple. You gotta really spend your time there because it's like a an important, uh, you know, part of the world. You know. Oh shit! What? June thirteenth of twenty seventeen. Ah. He was given uh, a heart surgery and kept oh. alive. And his doctor tweeted something. <laughs> Seriously, I can't wait to hear this. Something. Uh, let's see what the fuck does it say. I read it earlier too. It says something like hashtag saving serial killers, y'all. Something. It said something like uh, today. I 
I saw the heart. Uh, oh wait. Yeah, today I, he does have a heart, and today I saved it or some shit like that. Aww, that's you know what? That's what a doctor should say because he's got no place in the politics of it all. He's just there to to make sure that that monster's heart that happens to be inside the human being sausage casing just pumps just a little longer so that he can enjoy the rest of his life in prison. Oh, by the way, this is one one thing I forgot to insert. Um, mm-hmm. The Dutch couple that Nippenberg mm-hmm. was so serious about. Yeah, mm-hmm. part of the reason that he was so upset about that is because uh, Autopsy was able to prove that they were still alive when they were set on fire and burned to Oh, bed. man. Yeah. Th- in an oven, wasn't it? You know it was. Sabraj was like, I'll show you a Dutch oven, fart under the sheets when I'm under there. Fuck that. Uh Uh-uh. Fuck that. Hey, Chris. So, yeah, that's the fun business of Charles Sabraj. I liked it, man. He, uh, he was a, just like a scumbag loser. He was a super scumbag (laughs) loser, man. Um, Yeah, he was... He's pretty yeah, slick, he did, though. He's an interesting. He character. didn't even enjoy the killing. Like the, it was, it was all about, uh, fucking brown nosing, goddamn people that he could then and getting money and selling drugs and and stealing and yeah, rhyming he, and rhyming and stealing. Yeah, but I mean, aside from just frivolously blowing the money, he didn't really even do anything fun with it. It just. I mean, no, exactly. Lucrative. Just... Like you could have, you could have started like a doghouse business, or like, uh, you know, financed a rocket to the moon. Um, Shit, with as much travel experience as he had, he could have made a killing on mobile pet grooming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could have changed his nationality that he supported from French to something that didn't suck. Mm-hmm. Very hey, Chris. True. You know, you know what, dude. Mm-hmm. You've I know a lot just, of you've just told us a slithery Oh my tummy hoits jail escaping episode of <laughs> See No, Hear No, Speak No. Yeah, the UFOs, the conspiracy, dysentery, and mm-hmm. Indeed. Actually there was Merry no dysentery. Christmas people. Um, don't just don't take dysentery medicine from anybody unless no. it's in a, in a in a shrink wrapped sealed package. If it's open, don't take it. Just don't do it. Yeah, especially not anybody in Asia mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. not like yeah. yeah if they're not like offering you other drugs and dysentery medicine, mm. probably don't take any of it. Poop is but, not funny, people. It's just not. Unless your name is Chris. But Dex is. <laughs> Countdown. <laughs> Three. Two. One. Hope you guys liked it. Of our wrongs and our rights. And I see I want Charles in charge of me. Charles in charge. Mm.